Well, welcome back, community group leaders, to the Deeper Podcast, where we are able to partner with you as you help lead your groups to deepen the relationship with God, His Word, and people. My name is Jeremy Wynn. I'm back again as the host of the Deeper Podcast, and I'm joined by Cody Leakin. So normally in this time, we've got Joe, whoever's preaching, and we begin with that individual. But today, we have a big announcement for you community group leaders, and that is that we have hired Cody as our new community groups director. We are so excited and thankful to have him be part of the team and for him to be a part of this first segment. So Cody, welcome. Welcome to the team. Thanks, Jeremy. I'm excited to take on this new role and be a part of helping people find and follow Jesus through community. Well, and as you are starting this process, you started yesterday, was your first day, and we kind of gave you your 90-day success plan, all those things. So as you're kind of getting bombarded with everything that's going to be entailing in the role, what is it about the role that excites you, that even drew you in to apply for the position? And then what are some of the things that you see as some challenges as you enter into this role? Yeah, for me, they're one and the same. Um, The part that challenges me and the part that I'm most excited about are the aspect of getting to work with people and new people and the immediate challenge of getting to work alongside leaders, meet new leaders, and develop those relationships. And and then what are going to be some of the, the first steps, some of the first things you're going to be working on as you're jumping into this role? Well, that's, what's that going to look like for you? Well, starting out, I wanted to introduce myself and get to know you leaders and figure out what God's doing in your life and what you guys have going on. And then after that, um, eventually taking over the weekly email and any ongoing communication. All right. Sounds good. So leaders, be on the lookout. Cody is going to be emailing you and sending out text messages and setting up some times to meet personally with you. He wants to just get to know you, have you get to to know him, build a relationship. Uh, And then, like he said, he's going to be starting taking over more and more of the responsibility. So uh, look for those emails that come out every week to, for him to take those over. I'm going to still do the podcast through most of the rest of this year. Cody's going to do one at the end. And then come January, he's going to be taking over and becoming the, the host of this podcast. So, Cody, thank you for um, just pursuing what God has for you in this role. I know when you first came to fellowship, you've been at, in the text of tech department. And you told Wyatt when you first took that that you're going to be here while you finish seminary. Then you finished seminary, and God led you to pursue different ministry opportunities and ultimately landed you here. So we are really thankful and excited to have you be a part of the team. Yeah, I'm excited to be a part of the team as well. Can I pray for you? Please. All right, Father, we thank you so much for Cody. We thank you for his wife, Lily, and for their daughter, Charlie. Thank you how you've just worked in their story up to this point and how Cody has just been so faithful serving and working as a child of God, as a husband, as a father, and working in the the tech department and working through seminary and now discerning what his next step is. And that's um, to be into this role of leading community groups. And so use him mightily um, to not only deepen his relationship with you, but help partner with other people as they deepen their relationship with God, his word, and people. So as we um, continue to move forward as a church family, as community groups, as a staff, as followers of Jesus, help us just to be in alignment and unity with uh, what you have for us. And we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, Cody, thanks for joining us. Yep. I'm going to have you move out. We're going to bring in the Reverend. We're going to bring Joe in. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. I love the Reverend title. Yes, very I, had, I had to, to throw that in. <laughs> I, I was introduced recently by someone who said, and please welcome the right Reverend. Oh, that's like Pastor the next Joseph level Ishma. Up, huh? So, I mean, so many, so many titles. <laughs> I was so impressed. Okay. Well, Joe, thanks for, for joining us. Um, I know... You, 
you, I didn't tell you that we we're going to ask this, but I know you were part of the process of bringing Cody in. So yeah. as you were part of even the interview, and we had several really good candidates. We did. What was it that you saw in Cody that really led you to say, man, this is the, the right person for this role? And I know it wasn't yeah, just sure. you. We made it. It was a group decision. But what did you yeah. see? So um, it helps that he's in the room, so I can speak <laughs> to him. But the um, we believe that every leader here at Fellowship uh, 80% is who they are, and 20% is what they do. And what we've just observed from Cody over the years that he's been here is everyone loves working with him. And he's always got a teachable, uh, available attitude, and you can't pay for that. And I, I thought as we were interviewing other candidates, um, we know a lot about him, and we've seen him in a lot of different environments. And we've also heard of his heart to come alongside and disciple people and to train up leaders to do the same. So that really is it, is his past, who he is, is really why I wanted him to be here. Yeah. All right. Now let's shift to the passage for today. Ah, yes. So today we're in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Uh, So we... We're going to zone in on that passage, but before we get to that, set us up for the context, because um, you talk about this really well in your sermon, but the, the context really leads us to this really sweet passage. Yeah. So one thing I say in my, in my message is that this is the dessert, and we need to understand what dinner was and uh, the, the meat of what Jesus was calling people to do. And remember, Matthew is stitching together this narrative of the life of Christ. He, he along with Mark and Luke, really uh, shared a lot of the same material, drew out things. Matthew was a disciple um, of Jesus. In other words, he was a first eyewitness of a resurrected Christ, but he was also someone who saw a lot of this that happened, so he could stitch this together. They shared some information that each has its own unique um, material and, and uh, purpose. And so as he's showing the King, the Messiah Jesus, being presented um, to all of Israel, uh, and then being presented um, and, and even teaching through the Sermon on the Mount. And then uh, this king shows his power in all of these different healings that Matthew details. In chapter 11, there's a change, and it kind of starts with John the Baptist questioning, are you the one who is to come? And then... He's family. He's his yeah. cousin. You know, you'd think if anybody would know, he yes. would know. <laughs> I know, but even Jesus's family was undecided and embarrassed um, what his claims were. It's like, we've seen this dude for so long. And I mean, for him to actually be that uh, was a challenge for them to get over. And so um, you're going to see the responses to Jesus. And so you have John the Baptist as kind of a question of who are you really? You've got the Pharisees and the scribes and those who try to trip Jesus up in their teaching, trying to call him, you are a friend of tax collectors and sinners, which no righteous person can do. So they were negative and rejected him. And then <laughs> you have those who believed and received him. And those were the positive. And so Jesus is going to finish that with those he asks all to come, all to come and put their faith and trust in him. Let me read the passage. So we're in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, which says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
uh, as groups, as group leaders go to their groups, Joe, what's kind of the main takeaway you want to make sure that their groups will will have from this passage? Yeah, so I, I want I want people to know that Jesus sees them right where they're at. I mean, so many times we try to clean ourselves up before we present ourselves to others, and yet Jesus is saying, I know exactly where you're at. Mm-hmm. You're striving, you're burdened, you're... Um, you're detached from me. And that's kind of what happens to people when they're not attached to Jesus. And so he calls them into that attachment, that love relationship with him <clears throat> to grow and to mature, to bear that yoke, to learn from him and reflect his character. Yeah. And then is there anything in your time of studying the word that you didn't cover in your message that you think is important to, to bring to the table here? Yeah, if, if you guys want to do anything deeper, I would do what John Bunyan, you know, the author of Pilgrim's Progress, his, um, his study of this passage, he thought it was the most important passage of, in his life. And he was someone who was poor. He didn't have a lot of education, unlike all the other biblical scholars uh, in his day. He felt, felt least worthy to represent Christ in a teaching role like that. And yet, apart from the Bible, Pilgrim's Progress is the most purchased book in the world, okay? So he he's someone who really goes deep in this, and I didn't share all of that in the message, but if you want to um, uh, Google or something, you know, Matthew 11, 28 to 30, John Bunyan, you'll find that he's he's someone who really went deep on this passage. Okay, great. And I'll make sure and add that into the weekly email as well, um, so you guys can have access to that. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. All right. Well, now let's move into some application questions. Uh, in your sermon, uh, you close with several questions for people to talk about. And what's great about being in a community group is you're able to actually engage and talk about these questions in community and encourage one another and pray for one another and even ask questions down the road. And so that's one of many reasons why it's so important to be in community and why also I really like how we do the Alliance series because it it just builds and feeds off of each other. Yeah, I think that's important too. I mean, if I could just say one thing. Absolutely. For you to listen to a message, it's going to be easy for you to kind of get it and maybe even understand it in a better way. But for you to articulate what you're getting from that message, if you can articulate faith in a community of like-minded believers, my goodness, that's where you grow. That's where you grow. That's where you truly learn is is by sharing what's going on in your life and how this passage um, uh, teaches you and and equips you for following Christ better. Because so many people, there are people who have an opinion about an Aligned series, and they might be people who go, oh, I, I don't like to just rehash the message. And we hope this isn't a rehashing of the message. We hope this is you responding and sharing that and growing together. And I think if you can do that in the community, the context of community, it, God's going to grow your faith. Yeah. So we've got... It sounds like a lot. We've got four questions, but really they all just feed off of each other. So I'm going to read the questions and then Joe and I, we're going to respond and go through this. And we actually did this exercise as we just finished the run through as a staff and we had people be very vulnerable and really share where they were at. It was powerful. So I'm going to, here's the questions and then whichever wants to go first, we can. So the first question is, what are you striving for? And Joe brought this out that you could actually be striving for a good thing. Like striving isn't necessarily a bad thing. But so so that's where you start. Where where are you striving for? Number two, what is burdening you? Number three, where is your attachment? 
and then kind of turn the corner with what does this invitation of the gospel given by Jesus teach you, teach us to do with your striving? Um, any other thing you'd add to the questions? I know you talked about in your sermon, but anything you add? Yeah, I think they're linked. I think they're linked. It's um, the things that we're striving for will determine the things that burden us, which ultimately provide solutions for us to attach to, to try to get that. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm striving for peace, and yet I have pain in my life and loss in my life, and that burden is heavy on me, I will look for a personal savior to meet that need and, and attach myself to it. And that's why you find so many people just attaching themselves to addiction or attaching themselves to a person to try to get that person. And, the, and it's just crushing. It's crushing to that person. Either you will crush them or they will crush you. It's just the things that we attach to apart from Christ um, are things that we think will get us what we want. And so we might want rest. We might want relief from what's, what's happening in our lives, but if we're not attaching to Christ in finding that, it's going to be a good thing gone wrong, yeah. and that's the danger. Yeah. And so to know these things, and we all have a propensity to do this, so we, we know these things. If we can know them, we can, we can turn from them, repent, and we can come to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Would you like to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'm going to have you go first, okay. and then I'll go. I'll go first. Okay. So for me, um, the striving, as I actually, I even thought about it more since I run through, where I land is really, I, I want a good thing. I'm striving for, for rest and rest for your soul. And so what the challenge is, is that what's burdening me is there's just so much disunity. I mean, within the church, within our culture, within family, within friendships, relationships. And so it just feels exhausting trying to navigate through the disunity. There's a lot of uncertainty too. There's been a lot of uncertainty that's come from this last season of, I mean, you think about from a church level of yes, right. how are we able to plan for things and you know, what if a person has to go on a COVID protocol or whatever, and even just scarcity too within, is there going to be enough time, resources, everything, not only now, but for the future. So then where that can go from me is instead of resting in Jesus and doing what this verse talks about, it can move to attaching to control and can trying to control time, resources, environment, so that by controlling and having enough, then I can rest and relax. That's the lie that I can tell myself. And then even with relationships, control relationships of, okay, if there's just going to be so much disunity, then we're just going to have to have some space and break off that. And so that can lead to unhealthy place. So as I look for number four, that invitation of the gospel that Jesus gives to speak into this, really, it just, it starts with, with prayer. And for me, as this has been something that this whole just topic has been something in this recent season I've been wrestling through. God was thankful. I'm very thankful how God worked this out. I had a prayer experience through Rooted this last week and was able just to kind of lay a lot of these things on the table that I've just been wrestling with, clinging on to, holding on to. And that was super freeing. And then last night um, had some specific things, some specific relationships and things I was praying for. And even today, I just got a text about some breakthroughs in relationship and things that are going on. And so it shows again that for me, I don't have to control things or try to navigate through things on my own, like ultimately trusting Jesus and resting in him. Like he's going to be the one that does the work. 
Yeah. So, so um, let me confess now. Thank you, Jeremy, yeah. for sharing that. I, I think I'm striving, if, if I would look over the past year of my life, I've been striving for normal. And normal had a, a routine to it. Normal had a dependability to it. Normal, um, I could focus on the future, not be overwhelmed by the present. And the burden of normal with um, just things in our realities as people, as a country, as a church, as um, a follower of Jesus, normal puts a huge burden on you when things aren't normal. And you can be angry, you can get bitter, you can be critical, you can go deficit in what you don't have that you used to have. And the burden of that in my life is crushing. It's crushing if I don't if I don't come to Jesus with that. And I think what I attach myself and my myself, I'm sorry, I'm I'm one person, sorry about that. Where I attach myself is I tend to my attach myself in the next program, the next ministry opportunity, the next idea that might be able to get us back to normal. And that's a dangerous thing, and it's crushing to anyone who works with me because it communicates then that I'm not happy with where things are at. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that the scriptures teach me, and just as I've had a deeper conviction on this this week, is God doesn't call us to normal. He never calls us to normal. He calls us to godly. Mm-hmm. And normal means uh, that I have to control it and I have to keep it and maintain it and nothing can change. That's what normal means. Mm-hmm. Normal is always comparing itself with abnormal or supernormal and above normal. And so it's never going to be content. And so what God has taught me by that is I have to seek godliness and faithfulness, not normal. And that means that my life is going to change, and any follower of Jesus is going to change, but we don't change alone. That's why the, the invitation is to come to Jesus and take his yoke upon, him, on, upon my, my life and to learn from him. And what I'll learn through that, I mean, I'm going to learn that he treats me far better than I deserve. Why? So I can then serve and serve with people and treat them better than they deserve. And he teaches me that he's humble so I can be humble and not think that the solutions to our problems are in me. Mm -hmm. And I've just learned that I will trust in myself as my personal Savior far uh, easier than I will come to Jesus and trust him and take on his yoke and learn from him. And yet that's the whole picture of being a follower of Jesus. When you're a follower of Jesus, you have that constant pattern in your life of coming to Jesus, taking uh, his yoke upon you, and learning from him and following him. So groups, uh, group leaders, as you guys go to your time, really use these questions to really help people take some space to process through them and share and be vulnerable. Um, our prayer is that through being vulnerable and through sharing where things are at, that it not only builds trust in your group, but it also ultimately is going to convict and point people towards Jesus through this time. Joe, would you pray for our yeah. groups? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to look into your word and to see your heart. We see Jesus in this, right? We see, and I, I get it, we, he is gentle and lowly in heart. And in him do we find rest for our souls. So when we come to you, Lord, I, I pray 
and I, that you would make through the power of your Holy Spirit and the truth of your word and the love of your work in our lives, would you make us more like Jesus? And as we take your yoke upon us, remind us that you are covering for us. You, Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. I pray for each person who's striving or burdened or attached to anything besides you. And I pray that we would find our rest in you. Jesus, give relief to each person who's looking into your word this weekend and throughout the week in, small, in, in community groups. I pray that you would bless them to find their true rest in you. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so our final announcement we've got as we look ahead is about the deeper experience. And so I did the 30-second video recording this week. So I'll let you talk about it, and hopefully uh, I got it right. Yeah. So how would you talk about the deeper experience coming up? I am really excited about this deeper experience. And so if you can make sure you announce this to your community group and invite them to come, it'll start at 6 and end at 9 on that Thursday evening, and that's the 28th of October. But uh, it's a three-hour teaching through the whole book of Matthew. So when we're done, you'll have a bird's-eye view of Matthew and where each passage fits into the overall theme of Matthew. But here's where the fun part is. I've I've gone to these places where Jesus has taught, and I've taken pictures, and the whole backdrop, we're going to have this massive screen behind me as I teach, And it's going to have all these places, and I'll be pointing out different cities and pointing out different um, places on that, um, and then even the illustrations that Jesus used with the land and geography, I'm going to show their meaning. And so it's going to be a very interactive uh, environment, and I really hope you can come. Three hours, we'll take two, we'll take two little intermissions so that people aren't going to be just sitting for... Three hours, but I think it, it will give you, uh, you can come to a one-time experience that goes deeper in the book of Matthew, and you'll have the whole perspective it by it by the time we go. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Yeah, I can't wait to. It's going to be good. a really good night. And you can go to fbctopeka.com slash events and register yourself and encourage people from groups to be part of that as well. Well, with that, hey, thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Deeper Podcast. Hopefully that this has helped you as we partner with you to help you lead your groups as they deepen their relationship with God, His Word, and people. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.